Good afternoon. Welcome to Why Is This a Thing? The band is back together for Nostalgus. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that horrible, We're horrible still name. Nostalgus. I thought you dropped it. No, it's uh, still here. Uh, I was on vacation. Then Adam was on vacation. There were audio difficulties. There was uh, all, it's been all a weird month. Yeah, it has been a weird month. Been a weird yeah, month. Yeah, I, I have a good tan. Adam has a bad tan. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and, and, a, and a bad tan. You mean no tan? No tan. No we're, tan. We're living in bizarro yeah, world right now. Like, going on, yeah. I I'm went kind to of the Bahamas. You went to friggin' North Carolina or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Much different locale. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting nostalgic for the first year of our podcasts where everything was a disaster all the time. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. I see. Kind of a throwback. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're here now, all uh, all in the same room, or not in the same room, but where we're supposed to be talking movies. Yes. How was your vacation, my friend? That sucked. Yeah. It's awful. No. No. That's bullshit. It was wonderful. It was. It was amazing. You guys. You guys would have loved it. You should have come. <laughs> how how drunk were you on average at every given moment? Uh, I didn't drink. <laughs> I drank twice. Wow. What? I drank twice. We did not drink much at all. You and I had vastly different vacations. All. We didn't want to drink. We, we didn't want to drink. But there wasn't was... it like a, it was like a all included, right? I think so, yeah. But uh, So like the what? drinks were all free. We just did, we didn't do much. What? We didn't do much drinking. You're insane. What? Yeah, Adam, I would have been at a solid like, <laughs> like if 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 five is like absolutely plastered and like a one is buzzed, I would have been at a three constant the whole time. I was I'm there. offended. This, we did. I would have started drinking in the airport. I'm offended on behalf of the Atlantis <laughs> Resort and people, Spa. We kept having people come up to us saying, "Where's your drink? Why aren't you drinking?" Yes, because <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but like, yeah, we just didn't feel like drinking, dude. I fucking, I almost, <laughs> I, they had to shut down our tiki bar because I ordered so many drinks. Like they, they, they ran out of alcohol at my tiki bar. We okay, so we probably asked Nico ordered, about when I went to Florida how drunk I was. It that was one day. bad. It, it was bad. When, <laughs> it was when, tough scene. <laughs> When I say we didn't drink, I mean like we didn't drink, not like that. We we maybe got like five drinks for the entirety of the stay. Mm. We were there for seven days. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do much drinking. That's very nice. It's very nice and romantic. I mean, we drank out of a pineapple, so that was fun. I drank out of a fucking pineapple, so that was- Would you drink pineapple juice? No. I tried drinking out of a pineapple because I was so drunk, I didn't know it was a pineapple. (laughs) It was- That was was, what my experience was. It was, I will say it was a very strong rum drink. So at least I got a buzz while I was there a few occasions so that was fine but no we never got drunk we never got drunk you know i don't want to be like one of those people who's like peer pressuring you to drink or whatever <laughs> no like, I, I am, you probably I'm, shouldn't drinking is bad for you you shouldn't do it it's yeah. bad it's a drug and i'm glad that you had the the resistance and you you resisted the urge but sure. i will say that if you go on an all-inclusive mm-hmm. vacation mm-hmm. and you don't drink like a madman you're a horrible person yeah i mean you're that really is the one exception where i want to see nuns of life's only i want to see nuns just yeah. fucking chugging beers i want to see the pope i want the, the i pope. want the pope doing jello shots on the, right. the on the balcony man that's what it's i want included you paid yes! for it it's part of the package <laughs> Everything you, you everything you pay for, you better use. And you know everything what? You better you pay eat, for. 
you better eat like the fatso in this movie we watched That's, today. You better eat. That was none of it. Couples massage. <laughs> I want the whole, everything. We didn't get that shit. No massages, no free food. We had to pay for that shit because it's Atlanta. Wait, so the drinks expensive. were free, but the food wasn't? I don't wasn't? really know. <laughs> I'm not really sure if, it, if the drinks were all inclusive. Uh, I don't, they probably weren't. I don't know. I'm not oh paying attention. God. I just know that we didn't buy drinks all that often. I've, I've only been to an all-inclusive resort once. I was 12 in Mexico, and it was the type of resort where you could walk into a restaurant, order a meal, and then you just leave. There's no bill. Oh, okay. What is this fantasy land this is, that you went, it was, was this a dream? Was this an Alice no, in Wonderland? it was the best experience of my, the fact that you could wow. walk into a restaurant, get a table, order a meal, order dessert, and then just fucking leave. Leave. Was, it's amazing. Yeah, we didn't do that. It's like one of those <laughs> Amazon stores. Yeah. <laughs> you just take something off yeah, the yeah. shelf and you walk yeah, out. I, the the place that out. I went, to, the way, the place. Go ahead, just walk out. There's all these signs. Are you sure? <laughs> the, the, the place, <laughs> Jesus. That's the problem with those stores in New York or whatever. As you go and there's all these signs plastered and all the employers telling you just leave but you have to check like five times and by then you could have just went to the cash register and checked out well, imagine if you're a shoplifter and you didn't get the memo exactly <laughs> right. or a ski mask in there or whatever yeah <laughs> no I will say the place we went to was absolutely lovely but um we did yeah we didn't get the experience of just like like sitting down getting a meal and then leaving it was no so in that sense no it was not all inclusive hmm. no because it was it was Atlantis Bahamas it was fucking expensive uh, most of the spending was done prior to going because the the booking was outrageous, and then we had to get a plane and all that. But uh, once we, I stayed for free at my friend's condo, and I took a minivan. But uh, <laughs> the experience, Nick, to relate it to to relate it to video games, Nick, because because you'll you'll understand this is the experience of just being there because Abby and I didn't do much research. We just kind of showed up and walked around. It was like the closest thing to Breath of the Wild that I've ever experienced. Well, you'll just see something on one end of the fucking dog in the middle of the Arctic. Pretty close. You will see. You will see that one. No, (laughs) you will see one thing, Nick, on like one end of the uh, of the resort that is not on the other end of the resort and vice versa. It's just like so much random, awesome shit to discover. All of a sudden you're walking along and there's this heated pool. You walk up here. There's this rope swing. Then you walk down here and there's a 10 foot hammerhead shark swirling around you. I was like, what is going on? This is the best shit ever sounds had, like vegas oh my god I, I fucking i loved it sounds like my tuesday uh, <laughs> next tuesday it was great we the, the last night we we crashed a frat party it was the it was it was awesome we <laughs> we were not supposed to be there we almost got kicked out but that was that was cool the whole thing was like this massive aquarium too so there was just all this incredible sea life that i've never seen before two of my favorite things that happened though we're just walking. We're coming back from the pool, and all of a sudden, there there are these groundskeepers uh, picking up coconuts that had fallen off of the palm tree, mm. like real coconuts. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just like, "Hey, you two, you want a free coconut?" And we're just like, "What? <laughs> yeah, we want a free coconut." And they have machetes. And they're like, "Okay." So they chop off an end of the coconut for both Abby and I, and they give us a coconut to drink. And we're just walking around the resorts with real coconuts sipping. It was the fucking best. 
I, the machete is definitely a step up on the, uh, the Florida Keys drill, huh, Nico? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Florida Keys. Yes. When we were in the Keys, they had a there's a stand where a guy was selling coconuts. But you'd like give him $5, and then he'd just bust out a hand drill. And he'd, right. <laughs> no one of those rusty ass, like, I, like that's been sitting in my garage. <laughs> Got to get a tetanus shot after you touch it. And he just drilled a hole into the top of the coconut. And, and then he just oh, sticks no. a straw yeah, in there. Is... He's like, here you go. This <laughs> <laughs> no, is a little great. bit more this charming. Is this is like, like in the wild. I Love right, yeah, yeah, the machete is awesome. a little more charming. There's natives giving it, to, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's <laughs> natives giving it what? <laughs> no, just no. I mean, just people that live there, you know. Not like, it fell off the tree. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So it's a little more salt to the earth. It's you know, real. So. It tasted delicious, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I'm losing Nick. Can't hear him. What do you uh, mean? I wasn't talking. <laughs> well, you don't need to hear him. Next story. Go ahead. Okay. I'll oh, there, he is. there he is. I wasn't, I wasn't talking. I didn't say anything. I had I had like a delay. No, I still can't hear him. Okay, what? he's not talking. I heard I heard like a whisper. He's not talking. He's supposed to be laughing. <laughs> Next story, go. I'll fix it for you. Don't worry about it. No. Anyway, story number two. No, yeah, and then just the 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 coolest thing. Like we we went to you know we to the beach as you do on a trip like this. Mm. And there's this little like black figure swirling around in the water and clearly it's it, it's something and everyone's like freaking out. It's Nessie. Yeah. Yeah, well I thought it was like a shark or something and Abby's like on the beach and I'm like oh shit, well I got to see what it is. I thought it was like a stingray or something. So is it a I seal? Went, I dove down and it was a sea turtle just chilling out with all the people, a wild sea turtle. And I was swimming with it. I got to pet its shell. I it it high-fived my hand with its flipper. High five? Yes. Wow! It was the. It came right up to me. It stuck its head. It was awesome. It was a wild sea turtle. Wow! That is delightful. We swam around with this guy for like ten minutes. He just he just hung out. It was it was the best. It was the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. Wow! <laughs> Seems like this should have been wet month. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we I, we went from you know wet movies to we kind of experienced our own wet month this month. You and I, yeah, pretty incredible. In delay. I, I did. I did uh, encounter a big swell in in the words of uh, Gary Busey. Or, oh, you were in fucking Big Wednesday. You were surfing. Oh, yeah, you're you're you surfing. Yeah, he'd be, photos. Nico is now that. a surf bar. We're hilarious. <laughs> there were a lot of surfers. I I don't know what was happening. I think there was a storm off the shore, or whatever. And I experienced this past week the biggest waves I have ever experienced in my life, and that is given the fact that I'm in my mid twenties now, and like when Your I was a mid-20s? kid, mid twenties. You were not in your mid twenties, sir. Didn't need You're that. In your late 20s. Didn't need that. You have You're to practically accept it. thirty. You're almost thirty. Didn't need that. <laughs> your mid twenties. I'm in my late twenties. There you go. I'm a grown man. <laughs> but you know how when you're a kid or whatever, and like waves seem so much bigger to you yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that same feeling now. Like wow. that's how big these waves are. Oh and all these surfers <laughs> came out. There was one guy with flippers on. He wore flippers in the fucking ocean. Ooh. I'm like, that is a baller ass move if I've ever seen one before. And I'm there with my boogie board, like trying to keep up with all the surfers doing all their cool moves. And I just got knocked over repeatedly and looked like a um, a, a moron. God, I, I'm I'm actually slightly jealous because we didn't have that kind of surf over there. Yeah, it was uh, wild. I mean, the the waves were preposterous. I it's, fucking love that stuff. It's so funny how different we all are because if I saw waves like that, I would not go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider that a stay-at-home day. I need to run as fast as I can into that ocean. Oh my god! No, most of the week was spent just 
sitting there getting thrown around by him. Like yeah. that's what I enjoy. I like just standing exactly where it's going to break and having it knock me just over. Hit you. Yeah. There were a couple there where it's like, okay, that was way too fucking dangerous. I shouldn't have done that. There was one time I got slammed against the ocean floor and like got cut up by the shells and shit. Yeah, oh my god, you gotta gotta know where you are. It's the best, man. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> I love that stuff. I'm I'm very good with those waves. I love boogie boarding. Oh yeah. Uh, what what a wet month we've had. We did have a is the sequel to wet month. Yeah, yeah. but it was in real I life. Was craw- I was crawling through dripping wet caves. Oh yes, yeah, yes. you were in a so, wet cave. So I we've told all had a wet month. You went into a cave. Oh yeah, this I went to Mammoth was, Caves. This story Park. was told on Two Cents. Don't to repeat it. Don't to break. Yeah, we're not going to repeat twice. it. You can listen to Two Cents if you want to hear my cave adventure. Did you Did you get stuck in there? You didn't get stuck nope. in the cave. Okay, it was good. delightful. I did mention to him the film The Descent that you uh, Ooh, made movie. me watch. I just recommended mm. The Descent. I was just hanging out with uh, some friends prior to this, and I said because we were talking about Thirteen Lives, and I'm like, you should see The Descent. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the descent. Here's a charming Ron Howard adventure film. <laughs> you, should see, you should see The Descent. <laughs> it's, it's a better movie. I like 13 Lives. But did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I didn't watch it yet. It was good. Okay. Uh, the, Documentary's better, though, right? Need, yeah, I was going to say, you yes. just need the documentary. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, if you want to see some photos of the, the trip, Adam, I posted them on my Instagram. Wow. So. Yeah, Caves, fuck that shit. No. I loved mm-hmm. it. I actually, Fuck that I, I strangely I, felt right at home. I actually like when I was like crammed between all of the rocks, I actually had this strange, overwhelming sense of calm. Like I had never felt better, which is really weird. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, thank you. I kind of was like, man, maybe I was made to be like a caveman. Oh. Maybe I was. I, I'm. I'm not even claustrophobic, but like that shit is—it's just a, another level. I couldn't. I'm not it. usually claustrophobic. I've experienced claustrophobia before in certain circumstances, but still, I—the I, best sleep of my life that I ever have gotten was yeah. when I was crammed into the front of a tiny sailboat. Okay. And I got like that same feeling being in the caves, kind of just like it was just dark and tight. Felt like the womb. I was safe. <laughs> wow. A very rocky, spiky womb. Ooh. Well, listen, some women are built different. I don't appreciate <laughs> the way you're talking about my mother. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Take it back. Uh, um, it's painful in there. <laughs> but I felt, I don't know, man. It just like was really nice, actually, kind of. I kind of liked it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I- I have said this before. I, I wouldn't have any issue like going to like the entrance of the cave and going in maybe a little bit, but I want to be able to see the exit. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, second yeah, you yeah. lose sight of, of when, of when the there's sun. no longer daylight. Yeah. When you cannot see any sunlight. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you, it was wildly hot out. And then all of a sudden we walked to a certain we just like we're walking towards the cave entrance. Couldn't even see the cave entrance yet. Mm. All of a sudden, everything felt freezing cold. Mm. Yep. Mm. Like out of nowhere, and the cave was beneath our feet. It was uh, wild. There was wind. That's how big the cave was. I there would was wind inside. I would much it. rather just fucking take two hot air balloons, put a tightrope between them, and walk across that than go and, and do the kind of spelunking that some people do. Like <laughs> everybody talks about fear of heights. That is nothing to me compared to the fear of being trapped in a cave and you know no what? one can hear you. When scream. you got. You guys are going to come visit with Rob, uh-huh. and we're going to go. How far in do you go? Depends uh, what kind of experience you want, I think. Yeah. 300 feet deep. Okay. Not very deep at all, really, all right. in the grand scheme of things. And we only went on a two-mile walk, so a mile in. <laughs> 
out of 420 plus miles that this cave system goes. I mean, I mean, it's it's a cavern. I mean, you, you yeah. you're lowered in with an elevator. No, it's right. Oh no, you're not. You walk in. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's not what I did. When I was in Cooperstown years ago, I went with an elevator. Hmm. And you're 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 in like yeah. There's no exit. I mean, there's no there's there's, no, like, there's a a giant cave entrance, and they've built some stairs. And okay. uh, so it's like the boys in the in the rescue in Thirteen Lives. Yeah, they it's just like, walked right in. Yeah, right. And it right. can flood. <laughs> right, it can flood. But it's not like a cave like in the side of a mountain. It's a cave in the ground. So you're walking in, but like underground right still sounds like it could flood pretty easily no they (laughs) again i'll burn your story nick from two cents but they there was a a point in his tour where the tour guide told him this is where it flooded in 08 this is the level that it flooded in 62 this is the level like Uh, yeah and like that moment to me would have been like i'm out of here but like generally speaking the caves are very dry so that was like oh those are all like freak incidents kind of like not like something that you wouldn't know is coming (laughs) now they must close it down though when a, a storm is coming right yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure yeah. they would. All right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should yeah, you guys should come out. We'll go there. It's weird cuz we'll I back. love I love I love like boogie boarding. I I I'm I kind of want to jump out of a plane. I I love Oh, no, thank you for that. I I love no, rock climbing. I love rock climbing. Uh I love all that stuff, but like cave diving just freaks me out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one I've talked about this. It's one of my recurring nightmares being trapped in somewhere that I can't get out of being trapped in a room with no exit or like an exit that's too small like winnie the pooh getting his ass caught in the in the rabbit hole oh, like, well, well, have you ever there's a story of this guy in like utah or something who went down he's like he was known for like sneaking in, into cracks and stuff like that went like i don't know a couple hundred feet down into those like you know you, you you're not supposed to be able to go there no human should be there but anyway he gets to the bottom of it gets stuck Get stuck with his feet sticking out the back. So his head is on the ground floor with his head sticking out the uh, floor. Or the, the, the feet sticking out the floor. Uh, they didn't get him out. He died. He uh, suffocated. And there's just these pictures of his feet sticking up. And they filled the, ca- the little cavern with concrete. And now that's his grave. So. Uh, okay. Forgot that's enough name. of that. Yeah. Uh, anything else? <laughs> Any other stories from our, our various adventures around the country? Uh, the world, I guess, in Adam's case. Um. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I'm good. Any uh, <laughs> any hot new airline material you have to bring to the program? Any airplane movies? Did you watch any movies on the plane? No. Did you watch Snakes on a Plane on the plane? I watched uh, <laughs> Road Runner, an Anthony Bourdain movie, which was good. Oh yeah, the, yeah, okay, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's all we watched, and uh, I, I I missed Saul because they didn't have it down there. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? Not yet. I'll probably watch it. Wow. Tonight. Yeah. If I if I you know. If I cool it on my Abel Ferrara marathon. <laughs> there you go. How can I stop? <laughs> How can you stop? <laughs> it's like it's like Lay's potato chips, man. You can't just have one. Can't just have one. Oh, uh, this guy, the floor guy, should have made him the driller killer. Should have made him the driller killer. <laughs> this guy's the fucking star of the picture. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, the Stallgust, uh, there's there's two more weeks here. Adam selected Small Soldiers with the, the first week. Uh, Nick selected Baby Geniuses while Adam was away. How was that? Uh, not good. <laughs> and uh, this is my selection for Nostalgust. It's a film called Fatso. It's from 1980. It is uh, a Dom DeLuise vehicle. He stars as the titular Fatso. A character also named Dominic, mm-hmm. and Anne Bancroft 
writes and directs in her only feature film. Nico, I almost leapt out of my skin when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite the reaction. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> a little backstory here. And Bancroft, of course, Mrs. Robinson from The yep. Graduate is probably what you would best know her from, uh, Oscar-winning actress. Uh, but uh, also wife of Mel Brooks. I didn't know that until doing a little bit of research just yes. now. Yeah. Uh, Dom DeLuise, a frequent collaborator uh, with Mel Brooks, uh, was in Blazing Saddles and a bunch of other Mel Brooks movies. Um, and I imagine that's where the connection was made with Anne Bancroft. This is the first movie that Mel Brooks produced under his Brooks Films production label. He went on to produce movies like The Elephant Man under that label, as well as The Fly, David Cronenberg's The Fly. Yeah, right. A lot of movies that you would not expect uh, out of the mind of Mel Brooks, uh, he he financed through that label. This was the first such movie. Uh, Anne Bancroft did not get another bite at the apple after this. This was her only directorial feature. <sighs> movie I watched when I was a child. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Got to be around. Nine I feel or like 10. I have so many answers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's also no. I that's a good point too. But I would. <laughs> Got to be around nine or ten. My aunt loved this movie. Um, my aunt loved a lot of the stupid eighties comedies. Uh, she loved uh, Steve Martin's. Still loves Steve Martin's. Uh, are you implying the lonely that, guy? Are you implying that this is a comedy? <laughs> Uh, well, I thought it's that at the time. As a comedy. <laughs> it's certainly labeled as a comedy, and sometimes it's played as a com- comedy. Not always. Uh, she bought me the DVD for this movie. We popped it in. I still have the DVD somewhere. I couldn't find it. It would have been helpful because this movie is not streaming anywhere. No, no, it took a while. Yeah. It's very hard to find. So uh, it's actually very it, useful. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Yeah, but it's I, I tried it for like a second. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. It's pretty poor quality. Yeah, but it, I, I it's, else, it's a VHS yeah. transfer on, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I suffered through it. There oh, was wow. one nice moment where you heard the static and it just ran through from the top to bottom like a Ooh. band. Right. Mm, There's all, <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> so uh, if I can find that DVD, I'll, I'll put it on eBay for $100,000. <laughs> sell it as an NFT or something. Uh, but yeah, as a child, I, I didn't re- remember much about the movie. I I remembered the tuba, and there are, it's also one of those movies that it, it, it lives on as a series of quotes in my family. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've used the term, I like my fruit at room temperature. I mean, we say that to each other all the time. It's one of those <laughs> recurring gags. I like my fruit at room temperature. Uh, Which nearly made me barf, by the way, when he said it. <laughs> <laughs> you like your fruit at room temperature? It's have one you, of the funniest fucking have things. Have you had fruit at room temperature? <laughs> uh, anytime the two, uh, my, my aunt sees a tuba, she brings up fatso. I mean, I, I only saw it two or three times, and this this is at least. 15 to 20 years the last time I saw I, this I was going to ask oh my God. if this is a movie that you had actually seen since you were a child. No, I hadn't. That Which is, I, I, I did try to keep to the prompt here. I, I watched it as a child. <laughs> and again, it has lived on in my memory just because we quote it all the time and reference it. And it's just an inside joke. It's become one of those things. Okay. Um, I didn't really grasp at the time the, the, the depths of the Italian culture that this thing explores. It's- it's incredible and and that i think was the thing that had been lost on me maybe just because i was living it so fully (laughs) at the time i i I couldn't sort of see the 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 forest from the trees 
You know, when, when you're fish, the, everything looks like water, right? So, sure. Yeah. I, I don't think me I, of my grandma. Yeah, so I, much. I, I don't think I had really comprehended in that moment um, how thorough an exploration of Italian culture this thing was, and then it made more sense. Oh, that's why this is my aunt's favorite movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Revisiting. She, she wasn't showing you like Moonstruck or something. No, Moonstruck wasn't on there. Right. Yeah, Moonstruck is probably the better version of this movie. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, though. I feel like DeLuise is, is a more authentic Italian guy than Cage. Cage is definitely doing some Super Mario stuff in Moonstruck. I love him in that movie, Maybe. but, you know, it, it is very... It, it is Italian-esque caricature. Where I, I think it was made by a Jewish guy, whereas this is Anne Bancroft, born and raised... Jewish, I'm sorry, born and raised Italian. Uh, Dom DeLuise, born and raised Italian. All of the character actors in this are authentic Italians. A lot of oh, yeah. it was shot in in you know the Italian neighborhoods of the Bronx where my family grew up. Um, so felt yeah. that way, yeah, felt authentic in that way. It is, it is authentic, and that's the one thing that I, I guess that was my main takeaway, and the thing that I appreciated it most as an older cinephile with a more refined taste. Yes, is that this definitely captures an element of the culture that. I know to be true because it's my life, but I've never quite seen depicted in film quite like that. Yeah. No, I, it's the best, the best, most complimentary thing I'll, I'll say about the movie is like, oh my God. Yeah. Italian as hell. And it's, it's cool to see it captured so, so nicely. Like I, I, as someone who's not an Italian, I could just kind of feel the texture there, which was very, very nice. Yeah. Um, but boy, is this a confusing movie <laughs> to me. Um, I, it was, God, I I don't think I've ever watched a film quite like this before. Like I mean, like literally sat down and like viewed a movie a specific way because mm. it was this very weird set of emotions where I'm sitting there and next to me is an imagine an, an imagination of a seven year old Nico, <laughs> and I'm just watching it and turning to you like, what, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> and sometimes being very sad. <laughs> For you, <laughs> <laughs> and then other this, times. No, this this movie was just like I don't feel bad. This movie is just another uncle. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's yeah, that's what this right. movie is. A really this weird uncle, uncle. You know, a yeah, weird uncle. Yeah, I was like laughing hysterically at parts where I clearly was not supposed to be laughing. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, God, I don't know what this was. <laughs> God, <laughs> oh boy, what a what a weird movie oh man i don't know <laughs> I, I don't i don't know well what's fun what's interesting about the movie is that like the 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 comedy is sometimes the level of like mad tv and other times it's like the level of like a serious comedy film like right the scene With where he's holding the knife and he's like trying to like kill his brother to get the keys is like so ridiculous but it's taken very seriously well the the, i'm just saying the tone of the comedy and the tone of the drama has such a wide range throughout the film that it's like sometimes it's so (laughs) i mean sometimes it was super serious and sometimes it was super ridiculous i don't know it was just with no inconsistent by the way it was inconsistent throughout but roger ebert brought this up in his review you know there are Generally speaking, two ways to portray obesity in film. It's 
through comedy or through tragedy, right? Either it's funny that the guy's fat or it's deeply sad. And Anne Bancroft is unable to really locate either. And so it's sort of <laughs> caught in this middle ground because, you know, well, it's kind she's, of both, though. It's yeah, both. I'm, yeah, it, it, it is both and neither at the same time, yeah, right? Like it, it, because she's not a director. I mean, you know, very talented actress. I mean, I love a lot of her movies, um, but clearly not put on this earth to make them, uh, put on this earth to star in them. And. Yeah, that clearly she does not have a firm grasp on tone. And even the, you know, where she decides to put the camera, how she decides to edit and pace a scene, how she decides to cue her actors, uh, it is never really in the service of tragedy or comedy. Now, I think it makes it a really fascinating artifact. Mm, and, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, like, I, I think, like, you know, you can call it bad, and sure, it's bad technically, but it's also really fascinating and interesting and compelling. If you're yeah. watching like from that. I, I kind of feel like it's only bad technically. Yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I would I, I oh. actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe as an Italian, I don't know, maybe as a fellow Italian. <laughs> well, that's really fine. <laughs> I, I would even home to the mainland. My I, I <laughs> can't even I can't, I can't even describe my enjoyment of the movie because I wouldn't say I had a bad time. I was just struggling to like figure the movie out the whole time, I think. It was mm-hmm. like because it was so uh, inconsistent with tone so wildly inconsistent and it really did feel like it didn't know what it was doing particularly with like scenes where Dom DeLuise comes to you know see his love interest in the flower shop and she's she's just telling him about like her family life and how she loved uh, her dad you're Polish you're Polish my you, mother's Italian you loved your dad <laughs> Pause for for some reason I don't know why I want to just point just, out <laughs> this is one little detail I wrote down a couple of these but if you want to talk about nailing the Italian culture, this scene fucking nails it. I don't care if your last name is Polalinski. If you are half Italian, you are Italian. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, is yeah. Italian enough, right? Mm-hmm. If your mother's Italian, if you have just a little bit of a link to the motherland, like that, that it solidifies you are Italian enough for me. I can bring you home to mom. I can mm-hmm. bring you home to my sister. Yep. And you'll be accepted by the family, you know? There are details sprinkled within this this stew. Clearly. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you could you could dip a spoon in and find a bunch of like really nice stuff there. It's just Literally. Yeah. No, yeah. So there's more than I mean any scene where he's talking about food is so incredible. When he's like judging how his brother eats, he's like, yes. Get him butter your bread. You're not yeah. using the bread to s- when he's crying at the funeral and he takes a piece of bread and he puts some soup on it. <laughs> I mean, God damn. You don't know how to run your plate, he says. Yep. Yeah. I love it. It's so <laughs> fucking right. Well, he's at the funeral and he dips the bread in the sauce and he's sobbing over the sauce. I mean, it's incredible stuff. Yep. It's so There's good. nothing more Italian than sobbing while cooking. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. It's That's it right there, though, right? That's you nailed you it. To do. <laughs> that's it. What's with all the crying? There's a lot of crying in this movie, though. He doesn't stop. Cr- it's like every scene, Don DeLuise is crying. He's crying a lot. <laughs> a man. lot, man. Yeah. Dude, how about the scene where he's with the support group and they're talking about sucking the jelly out of a donut and filling it with chocolate swirl ice cream? This, that felt a little too far for me. No, I, absolutely I, not. I don't know. You've the, you have lived in an Irish household your whole life. Jesus clearly. Christ, I'm Your happy. Irish is showing, my friend. That is not too far. That is not too far. Absolutely, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's foul. No, the fucking lengths that they will go, the lengths that my people will go to get as much flavor into just one bite of something. You have no idea. That's fucked up. Not too far. That is fucked up. <sighs> yeah. Now, yeah. Go ahead. 
Now, again, the details are there. That's not to say I thought the scene was executed particularly Get the honey. Get the honey. <laughs> he becomes the Hulk, rips the doors rips off with the chain. I'm like, what movie are we in? <laughs> I also love that he, like, what does he do? Like, hit the guy's head and the keys come out of his mouth? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> but it changes its 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 mind, like, on a dime like that. Yeah, though. right. Yeah. You're, you're sure this is a really dramatic exploration of obesity and addiction. And then all of a sudden, it's like a slap stick comedy in real life where yeah they're ripping doors off they're stabbing each other with knives maybe <laughs> yes and i'm like well, i can't like, tell the I movie starts out kind of grounded in reality and then it just has these moments where it's just not at all <laughs> okay like the, so the opening is pretty uh it, it to me it was a good example of like this the strange place that this movie's attitude and tone are in like the whole voice of it where it's like the music is very upsetting and and like dramatic. It's the Godfather music. It's basically yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's just like ooh, a lot of strings. I mean, it's it. I, and what this movie, I think, for a lot of you got to keep in mind, Godfather was only eight years ago. Yeah. Godfather two was six years before this. They're clearly sort of playing around with the tropes of Italian Americans portrayed in the Godfather, how yeah. they were portrayed in the Godfather. Um, you also have to put yourself in the lens. We can talk about this in a bit, but like how Italian-Americans were thought of and treated in American sure. society in the early 80s. But The Godfather is clearly the cinematic reference point. Yeah. You know, where it's like you have this montage, and in The Godfather, it's a bunch of guys getting whacked during a baptism, and here it's uh, Dom DeLuise just eating at various stages of his life, and you have this very, as you said, mellow music underneath it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, but you know, that's the thing, though. I mean, it, it, like I said, it definitely has that, that you know, the DNA. It's, it's in, integral to this movie, that the Italian culture. But then, like, just talking about, like, how, how the movie handles, like, feeling. Like, you'll, you'll get to, like, that really moody, moody upsetting music. And then uh, she's got the baby. And, you know, she whips out her, her boob to breastfeed with the baby. Mm-hmm. And it starts sucking on her breast. And then uh, freeze frame. <laughs> As the credits roll. And it's really funny. The implication there that Dom DeLuise's food addiction began at this moment. Right. I'm like, like yeah, really? no, he's been fat his whole life. I love it's that. Like, what? He's bla- so at the end of the day, he's blaming his mom for feeding him. <laughs> blaming an Italian mom for feeding him? I know. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, but I think that is kind of the point, right? I think he, they're saying how it's it's part of the DNA. It's part of the culture. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but you so can't. yeah, like right, yeah, right. he literally does blame his mom at the end. <laughs> What's he gonna do about it though? Yeah, I mean, like exactly. It's like a snake is a snake, right? Like yeah, you exactly, get bit by the snake. It's, it's like, what a snake does. It's, 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 it's in its nature. An Italian mother will feed you. Yes. An Italian mother will make sure you are always fed. Yes. There's always food in your hand. Yes. It's just it's a piece of business that you're doing. I love the line where Dom DeLuise said it always felt more natural for me to eat. It always felt better for me. Like when I wasn't eating, I was unhappy. And when I had food in front of me, when I was picking at something. And listen, <laughs> that is, again, a very Italian thing, right? Like wherever you go, like I'll go to my uncle or my aunt's house or whatever. Yeah. And my These are Italian immigrants or whatever. I'll pop in unannounced on a Tuesday afternoon, my aunt will start warming something up in the kitchen. Like, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's just at the drop of a dime, they are ready to present a full course meal to you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, like, there, there is something about, it's an anxiety, right? Like, there's... It, Italians use food as a way of either filling silence or filling a void, or it's just, it's, it's part of the furniture, right? 
Right. God, what do they do? I, with I used you? to come home from school every single day, <laughs> and my grandma, who lived with us, would always be. I, I she would shout out the window as I was walking home from school from the bus stop or whatever, and uh, she'd shout, "Are you hungry?" And I'd say, "No," because yeah. I. Just got out of school. It's three o'clock. Yeah, right. It's a weird time to eat. Yeah, come upstairs. She has a full feast cooked. Yeah, it's and already done. Bear in mind, time, like, she, yeah. <laughs> my grandma lives with us. She's not responsible for cooking the meals in our house. Yeah, right. Right. Like we still have meals, like regular family meals. She's just every day is cooking a feast. Mm-hmm. Just right. For who? I don't know. Right. It's just what they do. It, they just have. This is what she does. My my Aunt Philomena has in her basement a, a pantry, I mean, the size of two bedrooms. Like, it's crazy. Like, the amount of just pasta and sauce and yeah. just ready to go. Just in case of emergency, break glass, you know? Like, that's <laughs> the kind of... It's just a level of alertness. You always have to be ready to cook. There's It's always on the table and there's no complaints. Sometimes you go, and I remember when I went over friends' houses or whatever, just even on my German side, my German side is very different from my Italian side in that way. Oh, why didn't you call ahead? I wish I knew that company was coming. I wish there, you told me that your friend was staying for dinner. None of that in the Italian household. It's we are ready to feed a small army at the drop of a dime. We assume company is coming. And if not, it's just more for everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yep. Yep. I love the scenes at the beginning. Uh, we were just talking about the one where he's breastfeeding. I love the one where the little brother is peeing and they wipe his face and just stuff an ice cream cone in his <laughs> <It's> face. Just, <laughs> but he's still covered in pee and they're just the, stuffing an ice cream cone. Which is a funny, it's a funny image, but that music keeps playing over that yes. moment. And yes. I'm just like, and I have no so idea serious. how I'm supposed to feel here. Well, There's no, but it's so clear. It's so clearly meant to be funny. I don't, I don't know. know. I actually think this movie. I, are you kidding? Of course it was. It's it's very. It's in a very 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 strange place. I'll say. Well, that. it's supposed to be funny. I don't know. Like if it has the usual cinematic indicators of comedy. No, no. Like I, yeah, I, you know, it's not cut like a Mel Brooks movie. It's not shot like a Mel Brooks movie. No, you know. No, I think the movie the was aware that it was trying to be funny. But it is trying to be. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, clearly yeah, there's, what it's there's, going for. There are some obvious scenes for sure, and yeah, I agree. Like getting Pete in the face is funny at first, and but then I'm like, what's with this? What's with this music? But what's funny what's about that is that getting Pete in the face yeah. isn't the gag. No, the gag not. is the ice cream. Is the ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's kind of clever in that way. <laughs> yeah. So we we go from that uh, montage to uh, the funeral that opens the movie. Smash cut to the funeral of Dom DeLuise's cousin Sal, who dies at the mm-hmm. age of thirty nine because he was also overweight, and that's what sort of kicks off the 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 spiral, the character spiral that Dom DeLuise is. Uh, uh, encountering for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. uh, and, and this is again one of the things that I remembered as a child Sal had this tuba he loved playing tuba <laughs> and Dom DeLuise is forced to carry the tuba from the funeral home to the church to the cemetery uh, it's I, yeah. so funny I remember because yeah when he's carrying the tuba into the funeral they just have this voiceover that was planted in like after the fact it was like he wanted you to have this he's just carrying this giant fucking tuba (laughs) one of those things that just stuck with me the rest of my life in marching band anyone that played the tuba was just hilarious to me it was just so (laughs) funny it was such a funny instrument i remember my band teacher in high school uh wanted me to switch to tuba Oh and I, I remember having this thought, like, there's no fucking way I'm going to do that. I'm not going to be Dom DeLuise and Fatso. That's not what I do. I play trumpet. Okay, I'm not going to not gonna lug around that thing. That's what fat guys do. I almost did that. I played the euphonium and the baritone. Yeah. So yeah the, the next step down. 
Yeah, I, I I remember having a talk with my my band director, who I'm still friends with to this day. But he's like, um, he, yeah, he said you have such great rhythm. You're gonna. Sway. I go, T. I'm not in this class because I'm good at playing instruments. You know that. I'm not gonna <laughs> do this. I'm not gonna switch to two. Have you talked to him about this movie? I haven't. You know, I just saw him you last should, night. I literally saw him. him last night. I should actually bring it up to him. No, you should tell him to watch this movie, and you should tell him this is the reason he didn't want to play tuba. Like, oh, I think no. he'll get a real kick out of that. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring it up to him. Um, yeah, I mean, one of those one of those things that's just uh, yeah, it's just burned in there. It, it's I, I remembered so little about the actual tone of the movie or the message of the movie. I did remember, I think, at the time recognizing that it was a little tonally inconsistent. Like there were moments where I'm like, I don't know exactly if I should be laughing here or not. I, I, I don't want to be too mean to the movie because I didn't like hate this movie or anything. I was just trying to find my footing. But I would I do feel pretty confident in calling it fairly tonally inept. Yeah, because when you <laughs> you yeah. get you do get to like the funeral scenes, which is the, the amusement of him eating the food kind of works. I'm still like a little confused, but I'm like maybe there's something here. And then you get the hysterical crying, and then Anne Bancroft. Whoa, Anne Bancroft in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's doing a lot. Um, yeah, she is also in the movie as Dom DeLuise's sister. We yeah. shouldn't say that. Anyway, but I, I I enjoyed her in the movie. But then you get to the scene where they're trying, they're gonna bury the casket, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. And you see the casket, right? <laughs> just like, and then they say out loud, "It's like it's a tank. T- it's too big for the hole." Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like. Come on, the movie's actually pretty fucking hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> in, a, in a dark way. I mean, I'll be honest. Maybe I shouldn't even tell this story, but I will. Okay. Let's go for it. I, I had a cousin who was fatter than Dom DeLuise in this movie who passed away relatively young. And I was a pallbearer at this Italian funeral. And my aunt was the hysterical, wow. sobbing uh, Italian. Like... The crying Italian mother at the funeral nailed it here. Yeah. I nailed it, you know, and I, I do remember carrying the be- the casket and it was very heavy <laughs> and we had a good laugh about it. Oh, no. Like the heaviest casket anyone at that funeral had ever carried before. Oh, boy. Oh boy. And it, like there is there is a sort of I find at least a, a perverse kind of comedy that that is just embedded within the funeral format like okay. I, I i think there is kind of something absurd about it on mm. its face that we're all going to go through in our in our just unspeakable grief this really stiff rehearsed official proceeding that and no one's comfortable no one knows how to feel and i think there is actually something quite funny about it mm-hmm. and i think if you could tap into it like this movie kind of gets at i i think you can really get a lot of laughs out yeah, of it yeah. and yeah. i've laughed at a bunch of funerals in my life and like well, I, there, well there's been movies too that yeah. use a funeral as a as a you know a, a stage for comedy too and it's worked right. very well so. yes yeah 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 so That's, yeah I, I well the Italian the crying Italian mother the the Nona just sobbing uncontrollably into her yeah. handkerchief and all the sons and daughters comforting her I've seen that way too many times in my life yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. definitely I'm, nailed it I'm not criticizing that 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 felt very yeah. you know very real to me yeah. yeah yeah you would cry exactly that hard that is how hard Italians cry I think this movie is really onto something though I think that it's cracked into something that I, I'm not sure I've ever seen another movie do. 
in a way. At least in terms of, uh, I don't know. I think this movie's more Italian than The Godfather. Yeah, okay, so okay. there's a couple things I want to unpack here. Let, let's talk about it in relation to The Godfather for a second. Um, <laughs> sure. The Godfather is a movie that I think at the time was groundbreaking because of its depiction of Italian Americans. And, you know, up until that point, it was just Capone, Scarface. You know, that's what we thought of as the prototypical gangster movie. You know, Tommy Guns mm-hmm. blow, blowing up uh, schools or whatever. And, you know, The Godfather comes around and it's it's the mob, but it's really about family. Yes. Right. I feel like, you know, it's still the greatest movie of all time. I, I think it, it is incredibly heartfelt and personal, and but it still does play around with the tropes a little bit. And I think that this movie does a really good job of taking those tropes and completely inverting them, flipping them upside down. Uh, one of the things that The Godfather didn't really nail, that this movie does nail, is how Italian women speak to Italian men. Mm. Because in The Godfather, the women are kind of just portrayed as submissive, I don't know what Mrs. Corleone's first name is. Uh, Kay is a point of view character for some of it, and she's a victim in both of those movies, but she's not really a main character in the way that Michael or or Sonny or or Vito is. Um, And they never really talk back. They kind of just go along with it. Whereas Anne Bancroft in this movie, those are the Italian women I grew up with. Screaming at you, hitting you, uh, can hold their own, can play cards with the men, can talk tough with the men, can insult the men just as the men can insult them. Like, I did not grow up with a lot of submissive women in Italian households, and that, I, I feel like this movie definitely nailed that, where The Godfather fell short, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. What, yeah, what else did you 100%. think, Nick, in regards to The Godfather of it all? I mean, the thing with The Godfather is just that, like, to act like... Uh, the 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 don the mafia all that stuff was like actually prescient to the average italian american's life right 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 it's obviously like hollywoodified right like right sure, sure. this just felt like a real family i don't know now there are moments in there that you recognize and that's the brilliance of the godfather like sure that wedding looks a lot like a lot of weddings that you went to uh the food of course in the godfather is very prevalent um goodfellas even takes it further like it's that movie is has so much food in it mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think like there were not a lot of movies at this time that portrayed Italian Americans from the inside. It was a lot of outsiders looking in, and most of them, you know, uh, portrayed Italians as gangsters. Hard to think about now. Like now, like Italians are kind of just like folded in with other Europeans, and it just it, it it's basically become Americanized, but. 80s and 90s, like, there was a lot of prejudice against Italians. You know, they were sort of seen as criminals. Um, It was a big problem in New York City. There there was a lot of crackdowns on Italian crime. There was a big controversy during the Giuliani days, right? Um, And so, like, it's important to have, like, a movie like this, which kind of, you know, it it portrays Italians as sensitive and emotional and kind of feminine, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Dom DeLuise is often portrayed as feminine. Uh, and 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 Bancroft is portrayed as more traditionally masculine. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to put yourself in that mindset. It's kind of it, it's really hard to think of now because there are a lot of other races that are much further down the the pecking order now in terms of like, you know, discrimination. But uh, yeah, that, that's what was going on at the time. And a movie like this, I understand why my aunt would have seen it when she was sixteen years old yeah. or whatever, and been like, "Yeah, this is this is it. Yeah. This pointing, is the movie that gets me." It's pointing to real life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
totally. No, I go back to that. It's the, it, it, my, my favorite thing about it was the portrayal of Italian culture. That's the, that's the most you're going to take away from this movie, it, that, just from my initial reading of it all. Mm-hmm. That's the, where I think m- most, if not all, of the appreciation would come for. And I guess maybe mm-hmm. M. Bancroft's performance. No. Yeah. And I guess Don DeLuise. He's not bad in that. Although I was uh, laughing when, when we started. I'm like, oh, God, Nico made us watch another Dom DeLuise film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> he was just in Baby Geniuses. He was. Last week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's sort of, I think, what partly led to it, too. Oh, that's funny. Did you think uh, he was fat enough for this movie? No. No, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So No, I'm but that's I'm, kind of okay. He, he. I will give him that he does have a fatter face than he has a body. Mm. Yeah. You know, his cheeks are big in that way, and it kind of... So, and, I mean, he, the way he ate in this movie was obviously... They did a good job of really spending a lot of time with him eating. Yeah. And uh, the sort of, I love the way that he sort of just absently ate in the background. It wasn't like a person getting ready for a big feast. It was just him doing things... And he's just always eating at the same time. Yeah, he kind of plays fat more than he looks fat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what really, I mean? Really good stuff. Yeah. It, re- it reminded me of the fat bastard scene in <laughs> Austin Powers, The Spy yeah. Who Shagged Me, where yeah. he's like, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this perpetuating, self-perpetuating yeah, yeah, cycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, right. That uh, scene, too, where they're listing off all the foods he can't eat. Oh, the that's do's and don'ts. That's actually a very good scene. Yes. No, like, and it's, do not eat bread. Yeah, I was like, what? Even I'm like, huh? <laughs> Fruit of any kind. Oh, was sauce, bread, sauce, pasta. macaroni, or pasta of any kind. And any then kind. A little, a little tear comes down. Yeah, tear comes down. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Cookies. <laughs> The, the, the two the two favorite scenes of the movie are definitely yeah the, the the doctor listing off the do's and do nots and then the scene where he's telling his brother how to eat because even I'm like getting anxious with how much he's just piling on top of this one little slice of uh of bread I'm like what right. are you doing man yeah. <laughs> how about the doctor that's smoking a cigarette while he's <laughs> while he's inspecting while he's giving Tom DeLuise a physical he's just huffing on a cigarette and wheezing oh, in his was, face yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that Very that's great stuff. stuff. Um, what else did I want? A couple other uh, Italian things. Um, the way <laughs> that, you know, food is, it's not just, it's not just something you do. It's, it's actually its own economy in the Italian culture. Yes. Like it's actually this thing where I'm going to, I'm just going to bring by some pastries for you. You know, I, I you know, I came to the doctor's office. I brought you all food. Like yeah. that is a real thing. Like, or like his store. He always has food out at his store. Always has food. It's actually its own currency. Like it's actually like in the closed ecosystem that is this Italian borough in New York. It, it, it's this thing. It's this transactional thing. When you go to a house, it's a peace offering, mm. right? I bring it just because I have to bring something, right? Um, you know, something's always waiting there on a plate. Um, you know, he, he walks down the street. the The baker hands him something. The you know the guy making the pizza hands him a slice. It just they're constantly just trading food with one another. Uh, my my father he makes cabinets for a living, and he uh, he does this bakery, Giovanni's Bakery in New Britain. Uh, he, he is a big client of his and big Italian family. The owner of the guy John is one of those Italian guys that has the slick back hair gold chain button uh black 
shirt always buttoned down to the the chest thinks he's going to be a soccer player one day and he's in his 50s like one of those guys and uh (laughs) (laughs) and my my dad does work for him but they they don't exchange cash it's it's all for pastries so if you ever walk into my house (laughs) you will see a box of cannolis or Italian cookies or my father goes there every day walks behind the counter grabs whatever he wants out of the 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 out of the glass and just brings it home and then in exchange whenever something needs to be fixed my father will go to the store and make a new cabinet or whatever so it's 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 it is actually one of those things Michael Dom who's a barber does the same thing it's just it's food is just the currency like I'm you're literally putting food on my table when you, you do business with me. yeah that's actually that. a thing yeah do you think a movie like this could get made today? This is one of my bigger. Questions. I think a movie like this, oddly, is more relevant today. It's a little with the way that people are overweight. I mean, this one's so much about Italian culture, I guess, but like in the way that it focuses on obesity, at least, it's I, somehow more relevant today than it was in 1980. Well, I I actually agree. I think it it, it it there is a still significant amount of relevance to what this movie's getting at. But is it? Is it almost? It's, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it is almost too daring in a lot of ways <laughs> to, get, to get away with today. I don't know. There would be a lot of it'd get a lot of backlash. I know that you couldn't call it fat, so no, no. I thought that. Yeah, the first thing I thought of. You well, could. You could, it fat, you could so. if you're doing a remake. You'd have to be very clever and smart, and you'd have to get it just right. <laughs> I, I mean, you're just you're gonna get too many protests from the body positivity movement. The idea that just you know being. Obese I don't think okay. the body positivity movement is that powerful. I don't. Yeah, think. Uh, you know, you're gonna get some backlash on Twitter or whatever, I guess. Yeah. But you know, the whole fat is beautiful and whatever. Like, and listen, I, did, I don't know, man. It, <laughs> look at Jonah Hill today. I mean, he, he yeah, made a choice. It, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like as a guy that grew up, you know, I struggled with weight growing Peck. up. A lot of my family did. It's like. It just frustrates me to no end. I mean, it's like, no, you shouldn't be this overweight. Doesn't mean that we don't still love you, but like, you know, you got to slim down. You know, I tell it to my friends all the time. You got to lose a couple pounds. And this movie does it in a way that it's so clear that it's about love. Yeah, it's not about attract. It's not about your physical attraction at at all. No, no. No, 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 you're 100%. Specifically, it's not. No, this man finds he still love gets a beautiful, regardless. He gets a beautiful, angelic woman. Like, uh, the right. woman is portrayed in the first scene of this with, like, a halo around her head. Yeah, like, she's this yeah. angelic blonde with curly hair, exactly the kind of woman that this guy wants, and he gets it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it has nothing to do with his whether he's obese or not. They don't even she, really like, talk about that. Like, as right. far as, like, are, are, would you ever be with a man like me? Right. Oh, of course. Really? There's no scene like that. Right. It's it's a hundred percent about his health, about his longevity. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and the people who are telling him to lose weight, it's there's never any scene where anybody makes fun of him for being fat. The people who want him to lose weight are the people who love him the most. The the so, only the only thing picking on him is the movie itself. Yeah. There's no characters in the movie picking on him. It's only the way but, that he's portrayed. And in a, lay, a lot of ways, though, it's also how he feels about himself. That is, that he's his harshest critic. Yeah. Not, right. Right. You know? And they make, they make it clear. It, it is, in a strange way, kind of ahead of its time, sort of portraying this as a form of self-harm. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of, like, binge eating. Yeah. I, I don't think eating disorders were, I mean, 
were they even a, a household? Was that a household term? Was Back that something then? that you knew in 1980 what I an eating disorder would, was? I think that would terrify a lot of uh, Italian households. Yeah. I guess Karen Carpenter died of anorexia or bulimia or whatever around that time. But yeah, it, the idea of like your relationship with food could be destructive to yep. you. I don't, I don't really think that was a, yeah, that was not something that was on top of mind in 1980. Well, certainly around. It's just no one was talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But you're right. It does it does do a good job of being like, yeah, this is something that he's doing to himself because he's unhappy. Yes. Right? And he uses I, all the unhappiness in his life as an excuse to keep going. I think if you were to, like, try to attack this movie for being, like, fat shaming, that would just clearly indicate that you didn't watch the movie or you didn't get it. Sure. Because have- I think this movie really fucking nails it. Yeah, no, those are n- none of my hangups with the film have, have anything to do. With I, I, th- I, I think the all. real issues with this film are mostly on a technical scale, not just filming, but like also writing and directing technically. Yeah. But like, like the premise and the tone, when I say the to- tone is probably not the right word. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like the way it nails like Italian culture and all that, the, the, the dialogue, the de- yeah. acting, all that stuff is really like on par. It gets it. It, it's an it's one of those movies that like has all the the right ingredients, you know. And maybe it's another one of those movies where the 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 individual parts are fairly strong, particularly with the way it's constructing this culture and presenting it so authentically. It's just Anne Bancroft's hand at the wheel. No, it's it doesn't quite blend it together perfectly. It's not a Hollywood blockbuster, no. but it tastes like Grandma used to make. Yeah, you know? sure, 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 sure. I like that. I like that. That's kind of how the movie is. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but um, I, would, I would agree with you, yeah. When it, the, the direction's uh, not so great, and then the writing is, I would say, very... Uh, is it sloppy or inconsistent? It's not always bad or anything. It's just... I don't know. I don't know. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel like it was ironed out at all. It's just kind of like, like, you know, passion project out the gate, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I do... I can't really be mean towards this movie, because you're right. The heart is in the right place, so, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it on that level. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about well first off <laughs> there's some funny moments with the, the fact that the girlfriend's Polish <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> funny. <laughs> so many funny jokes about that <laughs> so, she's everything a man could want in a girl she's blonde she's Polish she's Catholic yeah <laughs> no I think she, he, she's half Italian or yeah. half Italian is that what he said yeah she's half she's not but she's half Italian <laughs> um, I love when she gets him a gift and <laughs> he receives the gift and goes Smells like buttered beets. <laughs> and then he opens it and it's just like this metal thing. It's not like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with food. <laughs> that might be the cleverest joke in the whole movie. It smells like buttered beets. I do love their little courting session at the beginning where he's eating the hot dog and he keeps putting the thing close to his mouth and then he's takes like watching her. Yeah, eat, like not that eat. was a good piece of physical comedy by Dom DeLuise. That's one of those things where it's like the movie clearly does not work if he's not in the center of this. Sure. You know? Maybe John Candy can pull this off, but there's not many guys of that era that could have really done it. No. It also really thematically like fits because like she ends up being like the 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 passion he feels for her ends up being the thing that helps him forget about eating. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so that this yeah. decision of do I eat, do I not eat while he's looking at the woman is actually really like thematically impactful. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I, so Nico, I wanted to talk to you about this do you think that watching this movie as a kid a movie where literally they are telling you that food can kill you oh boy we're doing this now yeah because this is one of my bigger (laughs) do you think that this impacted your eating disorder 
I would I would say no, no it did think, not. I, I would it say did. it did not for him, but no. I, I You don't I think, think at some core level your brain was like, All right, I'm six years old and I'm watching this movie and I'm learning that foods can kill you. Yeah. I'm just gonna stick with what I've well, already been eating. My, my, and that's why your diet hasn't changed since you were six. <laughs> my question was how did this film not like disgust you as a kid? Oh. That too, sure. Um <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, so, like, my relationship with food is kind of like being a deaf guy that enjoys reading sheet music. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things where I I can't really experience it and enjoy the experience of it, but I do like sort of hearing about everyone else's relationship to it, Mm. and I like hearing what everyone else is experiencing described to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoy that just because I've been surrounded by it my whole life. I find it very funny when, like, they they lament the fact that they can't eat any more eggplate parmesan. Um, that, you know, they, they, they talk about, oh, uh, he, the, the night before, instead of, uh, instead of going to the doctor, he went and got himself a pizza. It must have been sausage. That was Sal's favorite. <laughs> you know, like, talking about the culture of food is something that's very familiar to me. And... In fact, it's one of the things growing up that I I remember vividly and still to this day have an anxiety about. Like, I couldn't quite connect with my culture fully because of that. Mm. And I couldn't really be on the same level mm. as everyone else uh, in my family. Like, I saw them all enjoying this thing that was so clearly... I mean, it, it is for everyone to a certain extent. Italians are on another level, right? Food is... For a lot of people, the sort of person-to-person connection. Yeah, uh, you know, you go on a first date and you get food. You, uh, holidays are spent eating food together. You know, it it is sort of shorthand for for you know what it means to socialize. It it, it surrounds food. Yeah. You know, food. It's peace, right? Even even yeah. some people, some of the the worst enemies in history have have rekindled over a dinner. You, you break know? bread, right? Yeah, yeah break bread. And, and I, I, yes, I I know that. Like I, when I watched this movie growing up, and certainly when I watch it now, I'm envious. Mm-hmm. I'm envious that I can't participate. So I, I don't think it had that effect. Uh, I think interesting. It, okay, it, stuff like this actually kind of has the opposite effect. Stuff like this is like, it makes oh, you, what am I it missing? Makes you wish you could. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, I'm an Italian guy that just doesn't like pasta. It's. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard it's hard waters to navigate. You know that is tough. That is so. Yeah, I think I think that's it was super interesting. The yeah. yeah. Well, luckily I don't like pasta either, so it's okay, Nico. Yeah, but you're an Irish fuck though. You're a fucking yeah. pasty Adam, ass. Adam loves fucking his leprechaun. I from, love my. <laughs> he I loves love, haggis. It's ha- I only like potatoes. It's potatoes and more potatoes. Yeah, and that's see, it. nothing else. Yeah, you're too busy eating Lucky Charms. It's potatoes man, and right? beer. That's all I. I that, too busy hiding those your are gold. My nutrients. <laughs> potatoes and beer. Right. <laughs> that's how Irish I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I Speaking of which, did you see the trailer for uh, the Banshees of Anishirin? I did. Oh, boy. Does that thing look Irish Holy as fuck? Holy fucking fuck is that <laughs> Irish, man. I cannot wait. Mark McDonough, man. I saw that and I was just like in shock. Returning I, to his roots. I, I'm so excited. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that thing is... Uh, it's tough because they don't have subtitles in the movie theater, but I feel like I <laughs> hey, might need them. I understood everything they were saying. Did you? Under- yeah, every- you speak fluent. Uh, I speak fluent Irish. Gaelic. Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be going to Ireland early next year, so I'll, I'll come back and I'll translate for you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Looks so good. Nick, how Catholic was your household growing up? Well, again, so here's the thing, right? So I, I have like a almost a full generation of separation from my Italian culture compared to you. What, what were the who was immigrant? Who, who immigrated? My first? grandma on my dad's okay. side. Okay. Um, and my grandma was literally the first person in my entire family to come to America. Wow. Yeah. She came here by herself when she was twenty. Brought the rest of the family over. Like, actually, my grandfather was. It's actually it's the same thing. My my grandfather. No, I, I, I yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying um, generationally uh, for you. I'm. I mean culturally. Okay. There, there's because less my, lineage. Yeah. Because my dad and his family, while their parents were Italian immigrants, they grew up very Americanized. Okay. Um, my dad never learned Italian. He, uh, at home, they never spoke Italian at home. I should say Mm -hmm. he could understand Italian when he was a kid, when his grandmas and, uh, aunts and uncles and stuff would come over and they'd speak Italian. He could understand it. Yell at each other over. But he can't speak it. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously my mom's side of the family is just not Italian at all. So when I grew up, I did not grow up in an Italian household, but my grandmother was very, very Italian. She moved in with us and lived with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the, when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. So to me, this movie just reminded me of my grandma. That's yeah. really what it was. It just reminded okay. me of her. Yeah. But yeah. So was she Catholic? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Back to the Catholic question. Yeah. Yes. She, yes. She, uh, they tried taking us to church when we were little and my grandma went to church every Sunday. She never missed it. Catholic church. Right. Um, I, I didn't stick around for the Catholic thing though. So I think she was always kind of upset. Yeah. She wanted us to, to so, do it too. So my the, the way that my family structured, I'm actually only a quarter Italian, and that's the the shocking thing. Yeah, it's it's so funny to me that you're less Italian but somehow more Italian. Yeah, than I me. mean, but it's one of those things where it's like that that just dominated the gene pool. I mean, that just pushed everything else out. <laughs> the Italian part. Um. So my 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 uh my grandfather, uh, who has the same name as me, is Italian. Uh, from Naples. Oh wow. Which is, by the way, wow. where I believe Anne Bancroft's family's from. The the surname used in this movie is De Napoli, and I think that means from Naples, from Napoli. Yeah. Uh, yep. So um, I think that's where your family's from too, Nick. Right? Or, or yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so you know he uh, he immigrated from here, met my fled the war, fled World War Two, went to Venezuela. That's where a lot of Italian men at that time fled. Mine went uh, to Argentina. <laughs> right. A lot of it just went to South America. Right. Uh, and this was, yeah, he was like 19 or 20 or whatever. Uh, met my grandmother, fell in love with my grandmother in Venezuela. She went to Venezuela woman. Then they both moved to America. And then the rest of my Italian family followed. Her family stayed back in South America. But all of my uncles, my, bro- my, um, my grandfather's three brothers all came here. And that's sort of the structure of my family. It's those four men and everything under that. And um, they're all Catholic. My grandmother, being the Hispanic woman that she is, the damn Hispanic woman she is, got them off of the whole Catholic thing. Got my grand, got my oh, grandfather. Those, those damn Spanish. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh, those Latinos. Just, <laughs> and uh, she uh, got us all onto the Protestant thing. So mm. my my immediate family, my first aunts and uncles, and and my father and everything were you know different branch of Christianity, but 
the rest of my Italian family kind of resentful about that because they still mm. go to church. So I've gone to a lot of Catholic church services, a lot of Catholic funerals and weddings. I wasn't raised in it, but it was always around because anytime you go over my aunt's and uncle's house, there's crosses everywhere. There's the Virgin yeah. Mary. Uh, my mom drives the Jeep that my uncle used to have. And there's a, a decal. There's a sticker on the windshield of the Virgin Mary to protect you when you drive. Uh, so it's it, there's all of this iconography. It was around me growing up constantly. Another thing that this movie just knocks out of the park. Mm-hmm. There are crosses everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's stuff like that everywhere. It's got the aesthetics down pat. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're a Scientologist, Nico. How's that going? Right. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's what my grandmother switched us to. Yeah, the Church of L. Ron Hubbard. That's and, right, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then you showed her Top Gun Maverick, and you're like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's that whole thing. Yeah, th- th- it's a movie, uh, watching it all these years later, I mean, really just warmed my cockles. That, that was my takeaway from it. That's good. I, I can't say I was... Like falling on the floor laughing. <laughs> I can't say I was crying at the end of it, just moved by, you know, the message of you just have to accept yourself and love yourself. But in a way, though, it was the comedy charming. of this, even the comedy of this movie is super Italian because I don't feel like I was laughing while watching it, but I feel like we're laughing a whole fucking ton mm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's like we're telling the stories and the stories are funnier than the actual event that occurred. Totally. Totally. I think if the film for me was, you know, even an, a, a hair cynical about what it was and, and a little cheaper with the comedy, I would have really hated it. But because, like I said before, the heart is so clearly yeah. in the right place and so passionate that I, I, I don't. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I'm 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 okay with it. I'm okay. I'm not sure it's totally for me, but you know what? The, the, good on you, movie. Good on you, Anne Bancroft. <laughs> you, you you went for it. That's for sure. You yeah. did. Yeah. You definitely did. Uh, were there any other things I wanted to point out? Not really. Um, did I love mean, we, the we, priest we... playing dice at the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Loved that little detail. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, um, Go ahead. Back with like technically the movie is like bad. Like they're, they're, <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, very, very technical. No, I mean like really technically in the edits. Like they slow mo, they slow mode some scenes to drag it out an extra few frames. They played it backwards where they. Oh, I noticed you know, that too. I was like, what yeah, the hell? There's a scene it? where he moved forward and then he moved backwards and he moves oh, forward. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, did they, they just did reverse some of those, the footage? Oh god. No, yeah. yeah, those are some old timey editing kind of tricks to like you know if you needed a little more space and you didn't have it but they're just really bad and very obvious there's a few of those in there there's a lot of again with the technically bad not great (laughs) there's a lot of like wipe transitions that are kind of weird i guess that i wasn't crazy about there's a lot of like in in talking about the editing there's a lot of like and now cut and they don't cut it's like you're really stretching the shot longer than they held some shots that happens a lot in the movie and that's like a very clear sort of amateur move she's like well we got to hold this scene long enough to them for them to finish their meatball yeah (laughs) yeah very important they finish that meatball yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh, Italians. Are, I mean, you were eating while you were watching this, weren't you, Nico? Of course, of course, I was too. Yeah, Adam. Obviously. No, I, I was eating a box of Cheerios. Close enough. What were you eating? Yeah. Chips. Ch- okay. What were you eating, Nick? I was snacking some popcorn. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, it's pretty good. 
I think it's I also Italian. had it. I think I also had a Milky Way candy bar with me too. I did. I did. So I was being the real fatso of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> did you see AMC is selling their popcorn in giant bags now? You can just go to the movie theater and get it and take it out. Bags? Like, what do you mean? You can go there and like leave and like and come home with it? Yes. So I, I mean, like that's already something I've, I do. <laughs> so I'm just kind of glad. <laughs> I would be a liar if I, here, okay. Let me, um, let me, let me, let me put this in context. I would be a liar if I said I didn't do this. Um, I went to the movie theater. I bought. A large popcorn and a large soda, and then I came home and I watched Dune. Oh, wow. Like, wow. I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it at home, but I went there to get the snacks. Wow. Why didn't you watch it in theaters? Uh, I didn't have time. I had to watch Dune in two parts. Okay. Uh, I see. But, but you, you had to get the popcorn. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've gone to AMC just to buy the snacks before. I mean, to be fair, I have one so close to me. Mm-hmm. And also, when I lived in Plainville, I had one so close to me. Okay. Right. In both cases, they were less than five minutes away. Interesting. So. <laughs> the um, difference between what you and I did. I went to the theater, saw the movie, came home, watched the movie again. <laughs> without <laughs> snacks. The whole time, right? <laughs> just, I cannot be swayed by the sugar in my mouth. No. Just, I cannot. Just chemically neutral the entire time. I need to fully take in. The experience of Dune. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, the uh, I guess they, I, that's awesome though. I'm glad they, they're doing that. I'm glad they're selling the popcorn. They're, they're normalizing your strange behavior. <laughs> I hope they do. Please continue. Yeah, it, it comes a giant thing, and the, it comes with a little side of the butter that you can just sprinkle in there. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting. I hate that shit. They're just selling like liquidized butter. Oh God, what it, is it? What I've always wondered what it is. Like what actually. It's not real butter. No, I think it's like a margarine compound yeah. of some also, kind. Okay, I'll put this out there. I don't add butter to my popcorn. I don't. At the do movie either, theater. Yeah. I drown mine in popcorn. Ooh, I, I, that is vile. Not no, necessary. My dad, my dad does that, and I hate it so much that when I go to the movies with him, I buy my own popcorn now. I put an obscene amount of butter. Like, an amount of butter where there's actually like a little pool at the bottom of the the, oh. the, the tub when you're done with it. That you ever had someone disgusting. put their raisinets you know, like in whiplash yes that's, ha- that's I've, happened i've seen that yeah i've seen that i'm not a big fan of raisinets so that's no, not my move yeah. but yeah absolutely gotta no, drown that i shit. i love stale movie theater popcorn <laughs> that is pre-buttered in the machine no butter added Man, it is my shit. I it love does it. It tastes better though, man. You just can't it get the just same. does. You, you buy the you fucking can't make it at, at home. home. Yeah, you get the movie theater things at home too, and they're not as good. Mm-mm. It just doesn't. It, it, the, I think it's the butter content, really. But yeah. there's something about it right out of the the popper at, at AMC. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's the I don't. Best. I don't do. I'm surprised you drown your popcorn. I, I would have thought you'd liked it like more plain. But no, I I need the flavor. I need I need the sugar. Okay. I mean, Okay. Yeah, that that to me is I don't really like the taste of corn so that's the part you know what I mean like I don't really like how it tastes <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a vehicle for butter right yes yeah, it's exactly it's like from, bread that's the only way you're getting your your butter <laughs> yeah <laughs> have a bowl of popcorn <laughs> drizzle popcorn on your toast <laughs> yes <There> you go. <laughs> exactly to be, to be honest I also like when I'm eating like Italian bread like I prefer it without butter than with butter I can take it or leave it that's both. bizarre yeah I do both yeah. I, I'd rather use the bread with like sauce or something, but like oh sure, I'll yeah, eat it okay. plain too. The oil, get the olive oil in the in the, sure, in yeah. the plate. Yeah, but I'm not it. really. 
this is such a classic like Zach conversation, like when we would talk about ice in our drinks. And that that was a big point of contention because well, he doesn't like ice in his McDonald's. I don't either. Yeah, I don't put ice in my drinks. Ooh. Okay, I don't remember ever having this conversation. But Zach? No. Oh yeah, I remember this one. Hard. Come again, Nick. <laughs> well no, I'll put like I'll put like two or three ice cubes just enough to like keep it like cold, but I want most of my drink to be drink. You want room temperature soda? No, I, I put enough are ice you like cubes. Dom in there for it to be with cold. this fruit? I room temperature? I have very specific feelings about this. Where it's like this is psychotic. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> I also, what are you talking am, about? I'm also like extremely annoyed by the sound of ice cubes rattling oh, in the fucking cup. One of the most satisfying things. To it's me. the greatest oh, sound ever. There's that. nothing better. I love that sound. Paper cup on ice cube. It's the best. I don't like biting into ice cubes, but I love this. Sound. Oh, I'll do that I'll, too. Yeah, I'll bite an ice cube. I don't no bite problem. Yeah, no, see, I don't put ice in a drink if it's like a cup. It's about, you know, like a couple inches high and I yeah. pour a little bit in and then I take a drink, but I'm done with it in like two, before yeah, it has time to get a, cold. I mean, but a glass like out, this, I'll put exactly two ice cubes or three ice cubes in it. You gotta go three minimum into something like that. You yeah. gotta go three minimum. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy to me though. Like you can just drink it. It just doesn't it taste like still? Doesn't it taste like flat when you don't have ice in it? Well, if it's hot or warm, but like... It's not. It's usually still pretty cold out of the it's machine. It's not really chilled out of the machine. It kind of is, but like they expect you to put ice in it as well. Yes, they do. No, it's chilled enough for me. No, That's you fine. must down that thing really quick. You must chug. That's, that I definitely do. Yeah. I definitely do. Yeah, you have to drink it. Like one of the more satisfying things for an iceless drink is like when I ha- buy a bottle of Coke and I put it in the fridge, leave it overnight, and then come the following morning and it's freezing cold. And then without the ice, you just chug it down. That feels really good. That feels really good. I might have to try that. But again, yeah, I'll you just, drink it fast. You don't. You that you pretty sick. You go before. Yeah, you go before it reaches room temperature. Uh, That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a lot about each other. Today. I don't know you. Buy, That's very, I'll I'm definitely buy a bottle of soda at the grocery store off the shelf and drink no, it before I get home. Don't say that Ooh, to that. me. Don't. I'll that's definitely do that. That. Like, that's, that doesn't that's where I draw the line. I can't do that. No, that is crazy. I cannot do. No, you need ice in that shit. It doesn't bother it. me. Oh boy. First of all, I can't drink the liters to begin with. It needs to be out of the can, and it needs to be freezing cold. Mm. I need to have frostbite. Well, not a whole, I'm not drinking a whole thing. liter to be clear. <laughs> a small no, bottle. But, just, like but a, the <laughs> idea of having, I hate it out of plastic. I hate the little bottles. Like, no, yeah. it's got to be it's got to be metal. It's got to be freezing metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like both, but uh, you know who else doesn't do ice is uh, Abigail. She doesn't do ice. And it's break very, up with her. It's a little strange, break guys. It's a huge red flag that one. I literally only do enough ice. So here's how I, here's how I portion my ice for drinks. Okay, I portion my ice so that all of the ice should be melted by the time I finish my is this drink. Painful for the listeners. Are they all of the ice should be melted Italian? by the time I finish my drink. Yeah, but I don't. Then, then it's become so liquefied. Like, then yeah, but I've also added net less ice, so it's yeah, not really no, any more or the, less liquefied. In my opinion, the only way to drink it is you fill up the the glass with about half ice, then you put the okay, soda only in half drink. Then you put the well. You can always refill, Nick. You can always get more. I'm not getting baby. up from the movie. 
You can get more. <laughs> I'm not getting up from the movie to refill. I got the AMC Prime or whatever, the premiere, whatever it's called. They give you free refills, free upgrades it's, on the popcorn. It is yeah, also. But I'm not getting up in the middle of the movie. They don't have intermissions, which I've been I yelling know, about. But I pee anyway. So, like, I, I you know, I me my bladder it's, during the I've night. never peed. I, I always get up and I refill. You fill about halfway up. You get, the, you get the soda in there. You drink the soda. Then at the end, you start munching on those cubes. Start sucking on some cubes. Get a little bit of the you're flavor. Ch- you're during the movie while other people are sitting yeah. during the movie. You're the asshole. He's eating the ice cubes. Eating the ice cubes. Rattling I've all that noise. It. I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Just chew on some cubes. You know what? Let's let the folks in the Discord settle this because I think you guys <laughs> are fucking one. mad. <laughs> ice or no ice. <laughs> I like it. Oh. Uh, they're, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's not no ice; it's little ice, as little, little ice. as possible to achieve the goal. Well, Nick, it is. If you're doing half ice, it's, it is technically better for you to be drinking less soda than more soda. So there is that. But that's not why I'm getting soda. <laughs> if I wanted to be healthy, I wouldn't get soda <laughs> at all. Yeah. Honestly, I don't drink soda now, except for when I go to the movie theaters. That's the only time I get soda. Anymore. I am physically incapable of going to the movie theater and not getting a soda now. It's yeah, just, I can't same. It's just. Him. It's just part of the experience. Like, I can't go to a movie and not get a popcorn and a soda. Yep. Yeah. It's I, wrong. It's so awful, though, because it's like 15 bucks for the two of them, and it, you just have to rope that into your ticket cost. Yep. Yeah. It's like, I could That's... pirate this at home, or I could, like, pay $30 to see this on a Tuesday afternoon I find by myself. pirating to be a... It's a hassle, though. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like pirate it. anything, because yeah. I just don't even know how. I don't trust anything. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, definitely. It, but, yeah, it has become kind of part of the part of the thing Dude, I, I need my i need my popcorn and my my drink and my my bunch of crunch mm. all all for going to see idris elba and beast for god's sakes i'm <laughs> so so <laughs> this place is a i'm gonna need to check out That's my local right. amc and see if i could buy a giant bag yeah l- let us know let us know if that it actually tastes wonderful. like we have movies coming out too by the way because like i said <laughs> i know you know it's a joke to you but i, I might actually go see beast I might do I've it. heard not awful things about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a 90s monster movie. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I've, I've heard okay things about it. Um, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, which is getting a lot of mixed reviews, but I don't care. Right around the corner. Uh, and Blonde. Blonde coming that's to home. Netflix. Yeah, I can't wait. What's what out saying? right now? <laughs> oh, God. Nope is st- still out. Nope is still out there. Uh, the uh, Pete Davidson horror film, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Still floating out there. Um... You know, it's the dog days of summer. I mean, we're late August, early September. Not usually a, not usually a ripe for the picking. If AMC is re-releasing uh, Fatso, I'll go see it. Yes, yeah, I will see should. a reprint of this. I will go see Fatso at the AMC <laughs> on the uh, thirty-two millimeter. <laughs> uh, by the way, Fatso, the uh, first major studio movie to have a female cinematographer. Oh, cool! I didn't know that's that. a big deal. Sweet. Just wanted to put that out there. That's a that's a big deal. I like that. All right, we're done with all the ice discourse. I, I, yes. <laughs> Sorry, okay. listeners. Let's play a game. <laughs> How many Drew Carey? Uh, and Bancroft, Dom DeLuise, both these people died a while ago, so I'm, I am, uh, I'm skeptical of either selection. Yeah, I know, I mean... Are there any other prominent Italian-Americans 
fat Italian Americans that in we this, could that we could cover in this movie. No, maybe not. Maybe just prominent Italian Americans. You know, up, I'm gonna Google search fat Italians. Okay. Yeah, Super Mario. <laughs> Chris Christie. I mean, I don't know. Chris like. Christie. Oh God. <laughs> um. Hmm. Oh God. Pavarotti. Chris Christie's not bad. Chris Christie's not bad. All right, let's do Chris Christie. For fi- Jesus, for what are we doing, guys? <laughs> Former presidential nominee, Chris Christie. <laughs> we just didn't even consider that. It's just Chris Christie. Yeah, okay, let's do it. No, that's uh, not bad. It's so that's mean. not so bad. Random. I'm a fat Italian. I'm allowed. It's not Ooh. random. He's a fat Italian American. He's a fat he's, Italian. He's about as Italian American as you can be. He ran for president. Mm-hmm. Good God. Good God. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> What's his net worth? Living uh, in the armpit of New York City. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what say. <laughs> He's a politician, so. Uh, Chris Christie, I will say, I don't know, 15 million? Yeah, it's not worth that much. How much does it take to shut down a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go, you said, did you say 10? 15? You said 15. I'll say 15. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I want to go 10, 10 million. Okay. Max. Yes. Yeah. All right, I'll go a little higher. Uh, 28 million. Interesting. That's a very specific number. Okay, so there's a Washington Post article from 2015. Mm. Uh, Because apparently during that primary campaign many moons ago, feels like a lifetime ago. (laughs) New Jersey governor and potential 2016 presidential candidate Chris Christie would like you to know that he's an average Joe just like you. Quote, I don't consider myself a wealthy man, he said in New Hampshire this past Friday. He went on, listen, wealth is defined in a whole bunch of different ways. And in the end, Mary Pat and I have worked really hard. We have done well over the course of our lives. But you know, we have four children to raise and a lot of things to do. Uh, So uh, he does not consider himself a rich man. That being said, he does have a net worth. Of five million dollars, so uh, still pretty wealthy. That's all right. That's all right. By anyone standards, Adam, you just won this week's edition of How Many? Drew Carey. I got Chris Christie on my belt. Oh God, <laughs> it's a heavy belt. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Chris Christie. All right, yeah. fat. So fat. this was a fun exploration to my childhood. Yes, <laughs> it was a really interesting watch. Yes, it was. It Especially was. in the context of Nico chose this movie for his was, childhood film. This, is the, this was the thing. Like, when we started this, I was like, you know, um, uh, I mean, we're, we're all, we're all going to have very different picks. But, like, I was most worried about Nico's. <laughs> Just because when you said you didn't play with action figures as a kid, that tipped me off. I'm like, so what kind of fucking movies were you watching? Like, I like as a boy, like, yeah, I got away with, like, watching movies I probably shouldn't have. But a lot of kids you know like young kids will do that well i think they and and like a lot of other kids you sought out movies uh that had the sensibilities of a boy sure but had the violence that was appropriate for adults yeah yeah, you sought out alien movies you Mm -hmm. sought out movies with monsters in them You, you sought out stuff that could be made into action figures. Yes, exactly. Genre stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and I was like, Nico's gonna do what? <laughs> if he, the guy that collects business cards, <laughs> is gonna be doing what childhood movie? What could that look like? 
Because when you said baby geniuses, Nick, I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes some sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it was just on TV a lot. Yeah, exactly. But Nico this was not on TV a lot. <laughs> like, where did you even? It's still shocked that you had access to this film. <laughs> the way you, you I have, don't know how my aunt even tracked down that DVD. Because this is probably before Amazon was really what it was. I don't imagine she got it on eBay. Maybe she knew Dom DeLuise. I, like, <laughs> did she find this at Walmart? Like, I, I don't, I have to ask her. Maybe she just had the, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, you got to find that DVD and like frame it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's somewhere. It's in a box somewhere. I hope it didn't get thrown out, but it's it's got to be somewhere around here. Okay. All right. Uh, next week, uh, I guess. We have one more week of Nostalgist. Um, maybe we should pick a movie that the three of us grew up with. Maybe we should split this one. I had the idea of uh, uh, of uh, Inspector Gadget. Okay, that might be a pretty good one. That was one we all grew up with, right? I haven't seen it in ages, too. I only yeah. saw it once. I remember Go-Go Gadget toothpaste. That's all I remember. <laughs> I remember the McDonald's toys, and you had to put them together to form your own little yep. Inspector Gadget. Hell yeah. Those things were the best. Um Matthew Broderick, somebody very near and dear to my heart. Totally. It's true. They're making a Ferris Who, Bueller TV show. Did you see that? They are. Is he yeah. in? Yeah. From the writers behind Cobra Kai. Okay. Yeah. I hear good things about Cobra Kai. It's not good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I mean, like It's fine for what it is when it was on YouTube and it was like this really cheap sequel to Karate Kid. Like It's cliche as hell, but it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Not good. I mean, it's not like... It's not the Karate Kid. <laughs> it's not Game right. of Thrones, you know. Like, it's, it's we whatever. also we we you know we talked a lot about Matthew Broderick in the episode that will never be released about Godzilla. Yeah, yeah I heard that was a real great conversation. It was a wonderful conversation. Too bad no one will ever hear it. We'll just take it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Adam. I'm I'm tempted to I'm tempted to write it into a a script for like a YouTube video or something we put out. I don't know. I did perhaps my most thorough deep dive into the behind the scenes oh, on a movie. Oh, he actually did work for once. No, it was really You got Adam to do some work for this podcast. No, I just and you did it. You I just, no, he just it. knew it. He I knew it inherently. Did. Yeah. Oh. I just okay. He was born yeah. with this knowledge. Yeah. You want me to tell you about George Saperstein, Nico, and his involvement with Godzilla? Oh, God. <laughs> Christ, can't put, yeah, no, there, it was a good deep dive, but it what was, a joke! I, I want to find something to do with it because it was really phenomenal. <laughs> I would love to, like, what, I, what? How bad is your audio? I, I don't know. I'll share it with you. <laughs> I would love to hear it just out of curiosity. Sure. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, it happens, but you know, yeah. That's so, how it goes. so we'll be back next week with more nostalgic goodness. Um, Adam, you and I doing the Movie Hall of Fame Yes. this week. We've been off for like a month because yeah. our vacations lined up in yeah. a very awkward way. I got back when Adam was leaving. And so we're finally going to do our Predator podcast that's been promised now for almost a month. Uh, and a lot of other good stuff. A lot of other fun episodes we have planned. Um, Hell yeah. So those should be really good. And there's a lot of movies out there that... We have to catch up on. I've been I've been watching some shit. I've got some recommendations for the people from movies and TV shows. Both. From, from yeah, for a little bit of both. Sure, why not? All right, all right. For, why not? Uh, cool. Until next time. You've all been so very very naughty. Mm. Mm. Naughty. naughty.